the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, and uh, I think I'm hearing it, but it's not loud enough. Oh well, I can. That's easy to fix. All right, let's see if I can fix that without yeah, get, that's without good. hurting. Cal- oh, what did I fix it? I think so. All right. Oh, is that kind of like a placebo? And you just, yeah, I just, just kind of reached reach under there. And, yeah. Oh, here, I'll just twist this. Oh, good. I'm glad it's back. Yeah, you do. You're always messing with us, Milton. Um, well, yours scares me. I don't want to, because you've got the special rigging. So anyway, people don't need to know that. 308-8867 is our number. 308-8867, toll free. It's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. And uh, normally I try to describe the weather. I'm going to describe it today as a little bit gray, uh, slight breeze, just very slight. And it With sure, a lot of humidity in it. Yeah, it sure wants to rain. As yeah. uh, Steve Brown said, it's juicy. Uh, I think he said that on Thursday. Did that, he? Yeah, it's going to be juicy weather on Sunday, so expect rain. So I'll I'll get our forecast out and uh, to tell you what it's going to do. All right. Well, it's a little bit calmer here today without all the activities, but we can uh, still brag a little bit about the uh, the tomato. The Oh, yeah. A lot of folks still getting tomatoes. Harris Moran, uh, 1823. <laughs> you did good, Milton. Yeah. Thank you. I, uh, it pleases you. It's not moron, David. <laughs> well, and we, and we ch- on checked, David. and I think we, got it, I think we got it right yesterday in terms of uh, there was 444 Celebrity Tycoon, Red Deuce, and Valley Cats. Yeah, that's okay. what I saw out there. Yeah, and then lots of HM 1823s. And boy, they're beautiful plants. They are good. Considering you said that a few months oh. ago, or, you know. No, those are the plants that, when they planted the seed, it took so long for them to germinate, they were, they had, had to sow a second set. And they thought they'd gotten some bad seed. And uh, lo and behold, after the st- when the second set started coming up, they put they put the first set in kind of an incubator. Yeah. And they came up. And the so incubator added, what, just added heat. Or yeah, what? yeah. Huh. That's that's people don't realize even the greenhouse people have a trouble when the temperatures are cool. Well, and it can be, and the the thing is, it can be one or two degrees. Oh yeah, yeah. A, a little, 
you know, a little humidity or you, you think that the soil is moist throughout and it's yeah. not or it's too soggy. Yeah. Welcome, but it, it, welcome it, to horticulture. But it scared me that... Uh, it scared me that uh, they didn't come up, uh-huh. and, and they, they had then it would have been even, hair, they had even been called Harris, the Moran, seed company. Moran. They had even called mm-hmm. the seed company. That's where maybe David got the moron to, to get the seed replaced. Yeah, with the seed. Uh, that's company. how long. That's how long it took took for the seed oh. to come up. Wow, but they're beautiful now. Oh yeah, it's beautiful, oh, gosh, nice yeah. and tall and nice and strong looking. Yeah. Well, and that was one. Uh, Jerry, as Jerry was saying, that's one of the the things that. Uh, a lot, one of the factors that led to being selected as a rodeo tomato—that just wonderful-looking foliage. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they got strong. They got a strong foliage package. And of course, people say, "Well, why are you always talking about this foliage and not the fruit?" Well, if you don't have good foliage, you're not going to have good fruit. And because uh, it, it photosynthesizes and makes the sugars, which this this tomato is supposed to be. Good tasting. Uh, now we never have said that on this program. Well, but we're certainly. Well, we know about uh, just talking quoting. about taste of tomatoes. We're certainly, at least I am, challenging uh, folks to <laughs> try compare this to uh, uh, BHN 968, which I think most of us, I think a lot of a lot of listeners out there agree agree with us that that's one of the best tasting tomatoes around yeah it's not too sweet you know uh-huh. there's a lot of tomatoes like sweet 100 that is are sweet yeah, i not, mean the little is sweet yeah and they've got a, the bhn 968's got enough acid in there to have right. a tomato to give it a taste yeah it's, it's excellent flavor without our taste without having it too sweet hey uh, we got bill on the line so let's get to him because i'm wondering if he's got a tomato question Bill, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing terrific. How can we help you? Well, I wanted to plant some sweet cherry surprise, and I wanted to find out if I can do it now or should I wait till it gets warmer. Have you got the? Yeah. Have you got the plants? No, I haven't bought them yet. I've got raised beds, and I want to put them in that, but uh, I don't. I don't want to buy them until I can put them in my raised bed. Yeah. I'll then turn you, that up a little bit. Then you probably want to if you can. Then you probably want to wait a little bit. And it it uh, also w- one of the factors is that they're uh, they're not on the on the on the market yet. Our, oh, our, it's going it's going on in and out. So did you hear us? Put, Better, Bill. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I put them in uh, mid February last year. And wow. And it was it was warm, and it was like this year. And uh, they, I mean, I got tomatoes off of it, but I don't know if I got fewer because I put it in too early or not. Yeah, that can be. It can really be the case because you know, you know, even though the weather seems so wonderful out there, temp- the air temperature during the day is is pretty high and and pleasant, but then it goes down to you know forty five, forty at night. It's the last week it was down below forty. And so right. you have you have uh, cool temperatures, and what the plant does is it just hardens off. It doesn't die or anything; yeah. it just quits growing. One well, one thing one thing we never have talked about, we haven't talked about on this show this this year, is that uh, you can artificially uh, warm the soil up and control the weeds with the use of black plastic. In other words, you you make your raised beds. 
and then you just cover them, cover them uh, with black plastic. And you make sure they're moist and fertilized and all that stuff, and then you cover them with black plastic, which absorbs the heat and actually warms the soil up faster and it keep that root system going. So uh, that's that's something you might want to try. You might also want to try, uh, you know, we even even though when the cold is over, uh, you still have trouble with the wind. You can have to have a high winds, and and especially in these in these uh, thunderstorms uh, and and even hail. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, the the idea way there you to, go to, now <laughs> the idea way is to uh, you put plant them through black plastic and uh, use drip irrigation if you if you've got it or you can water around the plant and then uh, and then put a cage over them now this is all happening as you're planting them and right. then uh, and then wrap them with that. Uh, 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 protection that cloth protection uh, that uh, what we call floor, row cover protection right and yeah and the other option is wait till april 1st bill <laughs> that's no fun <laughs> that's you know but <laughs> well yeah but it's that's fun to experiment with, with it some years though the the technique jerry's talking about those are the folks that get the maximum production and then a lot of us don't, you know, if the conditions are, if there are a lot, if there's a lot of wind or if they're just uh, strange weather. But, yeah. yeah, generally I think April 1st. Okay, thank you. But who wants to be safe in gardening? That's I mean, right. you want to get out there and get them out there and have them for before your neighbors even think about planting them, right? Bill? <laughs> no. I think we may have lost Bill. Okay. Right. But anyway, that uh, we, we haven't talked about that use of that black plastic, and that really heats the soil up a lot faster. Well, you know, and on the other hand, too, we promote mulch. Right. I always do. Uh, you know, I think live oak leaves are the best mulch for tomatoes there is. But putting mulch on now keeps the soil cool. Right, right. Too, so you get the opposite of that. That's why we use black plastic. Yeah. And so, or, or at very least, you don't put your mulch down until, until your plants are going pretty solid. Right. So. But but on a, on a warm day it'll get warm really warm under that black plastic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and and you leave it on the entire season. People say, well, won't it get too hot during you know during the growing season when the tomatoes get bigger? No, it will not because uh, they they it's shaded by the tomatoes. And the other uh, when you can you, you can put a little mulch on that on the black plastic too oh yeah absolutely yeah just a, th- a thin layer of mulch uh, keeps it cool and the other thing the other advantage is that it's it's like uh, a super mulch in that uh, really cuts back on the weeds oh you have no weeds yeah so the weeds won't grow through that black plastic that, and uh that, i say that but i don't yeah i think nuts edge may yeah well I, and then i always hear people say that about the the, the fabric 
Yeah, yeah. And it, it weeds grow through the fabric. But uh, the black plastic is pretty good. Yeah. It works. And you're only looking for a year's service from it. So. I don't know if we sell black plastic here or not. Uh, a lot a lot of people just use uh, uh, black garbage bags, you know, that you get yeah, at the supermarket work. and just split those open. Huh. They're, they're thinner. Little well, harder. I, I don't know if that's then or not. Actually, it depends on the. Yeah, it depends on what you buy. You can get the construction grade ones. Now yeah. it's, it, you know, it makes the job a little harder. You gotta, you know, if you're into that kind of, uh, that kind of work in the garden, that's great. But the black plastic and roll in, in uh, rolls is she, pretty easy yeah. to use. Yeah. Yeah, it is. We use that on uh, on vegetable, on commercial vegetables all the time. And so we keep the weeds down. The other thing we said that uh, we're telling Bill that the BHN 968s, we expect them. We hope they're coming soon, but they're they're uh, not available to the nurseries at, at this point. Like we say, they're they're kind of judicious on oh, planting yeah. those because the seed are forty cents a piece. Yeah, the most expensive tomato seed on the market, and worth every penny of it. Uh, <laughs> Man, do they produce? Yeah, if they keep going up on that price, we're going to have to start saving our seed, have our Parsons uh, heirloom and you, seed. And you will, every time you plant the BHN 968, you will have to go have the fabric and the cage just because it's so so precious. It'll be yeah. kind of like the cycleman, you know. <laughs> uh, let me. Somebody has to stand guard here 24 hours a day on my cycleman but, or, <laughs> and my BHN 968. I say Bill mentioned planting early might have decreased his overall yield. Didn't, yeah. didn't he say yeah. that? That that that's not the case with that that particular tomato. And uh, uh, what it might do is slow your first crop. Yeah, yeah, it might thin it. Yeah, you might have less less fruit set. Yeah, but, but it's a it's a stupid cherry tomato, so. You know they have more cherry, they have more tomatoes, and you know what in the world to do with. On uh, BHN nine sixty eight, we got to warn everybody has a a mind of its own too. Yeah. It uh, sometimes you swear it's uh, going to quit production, the leaves are all falling off, just keeps producing, puts more leaves on, <laughs> and so it's a it's a tough tough tomato, and a lot of people, and I don't know if it's true, it's kind of anecdotal, but. Uh, a lot of people think it's less susceptible to spider mite. Maybe when no. the leaves fall, all fall off. It, yeah, it does. But uh, what it may do, may do that may be part of it. it. May drop its leaves quicker and and in time to recover again. But all kinds, every every variety has uh, different characteristics, and uh, that's what's fun about trying these different varieties. Yeah. So I have a, a question. As I look out here, I see. All the trees, the live oaks have all their leaves on them. And I was at some place yesterday where there were three or four live oaks, and they had I'm no... Oh, are you cutting out again? All right. What? And they had no leaves on them. Or do they drop at different times? Oh, yeah. yeah. Are they yeah. getting... They're seedlings. They're all trees are seedlings. Every individual. So okay. some have some some relief before others do. Then but they, they during have, a general time period, like in from December to March, or just any time in the year? Actually, f- February 15 to... Uh, oh, okay. Well, I was going to say March 15, but some of them are even later than Maybe that. Maybe April. Yeah. The 
and little microclimates and the weather. Weather has a real, oh. real factor too. But yeah. so we, we, didn't we have a listener yesterday that was? I thought we did too. That, that they had he dropping, was dropping leaves. the leaves in my neighborhood. They're hang, uh, they're hanging, but they boy, they look like they're ready to drop. They're all discolored yeah. and oh. these. Yeah, you're right, Milton. These look pretty, uh, pretty solid up there still. Yeah, and the ones in our neighborhood look pretty solid. So it just, well, and the one that I saw, it's interesting, is in the medical center. So uh, maybe uh, that area. Anyway, it's kind of weird. It's kind uh, of a relief to everybody when they relief. Yeah, I bet. Uh, and it's it's very nice. It's very very reassuring <laughs> to see the the ball moss in there. So yeah, you, that's that's safe. how I noticed it was the tree was covered with ball moss, and I thought. Oh, look at all that ball moss, and I thought about our conversations, and then I thought, wait a minute, that means there's no leaves, and that's what the guy was talking about yesterday. He's, he said that, yeah, his were, it was you, a relief that he, they were relieving. You know, when I, when I talk about, uh, I talk about the ball moss is, is not a, a parasite, and then I cite, uh, Pleasanton because it grows on the wires there in the mm-hmm. low spots, and I, I just noticed this year, it does the same thing in my neighborhood. I mean, oh, it's, growing, wow. it's growing on utility wires down in, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of a hilly little neighborhood. And in the lower areas, it's it's growing on uh, on the utility wires. And it will grow on other kinds of trees. And too. didn't you have some trouble with Grape your myrtles, cable? for sure. Oh, boy, I'll say, yeah. Yeah, huh? So suddenly, you think, you've, suddenly you've noticed the ball moss on utility yeah. wires and cable problems. So you uh, mean uh-huh. the fact that I've moaned and groaned and... <laughs> I'm just well, pointing out. hollered at the cable company. Uh-huh. It may not be them, huh? Yeah, maybe the ball moss. I, I'm, I'm just saying the facts that are out there. Uh, <laughs> I'm not interpreting them. Yeah. That makes it a lot easier. <laughs> cable out, ball moss in, uh-huh. on wires. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Somebody sent me a picture. Uh, Cliff, Cliff Bingham sent me a picture of a, uh, of ball moss growing on a, a piece of wire. Uh, wire that it was just growing on and uh so it'll 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 pretty well grow on anything yeah even if i've seen it even on fences yeah which is strange yeah wire fences so and all it has to do oh there was uh oh i was mistletoe uh some of the uh the bird mistletoe is a is yeah attracts birds a lot of them like it so one of the uh, bird books, I don't know if it was Ga- uh, Gaeta or her book or one of them is telling people how to uh, uh, plant plant the uh, mistletoe. And, uh, you know, she talks about getting the berries and uh, rubbing, them, rubbing on the them on the branches. She said, but even better if you can get some bird poop with uh, wait a minute <laughs> that's because that's the tip that's the normal way that the the, uh, the mistletoe spreads and, and she the, put that in her book uh i don't no, i don't know if it's her book that's it, it, oh okay it's one of the sources you know i've been giving uh, these presentations so i've been going to a, a lot of sources lately and her hers is the one that i like the best so uh, but uh it uh That'd be, uh, that'd be interesting. Uh, Milton, what are you doing? Uh, I'm out here collecting bird poop. So uh, I can plant mistletoe. Uh, <laughs> Trouble is, yeah, it's, it's not call easy in, to do. Call in the medical yeah. center, people. Exactly. Hey, Richard's on the line at 
888-867-308-8867. Hey, Richard, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Oh, doing fine, thank you. Uh, I want to give a scientific report, since I know you guys are stick with pure science, you know, HGO type guys. <laughs> But down here, no. Are you sure you got? Are you sure you got the right show? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but nevertheless, uh, this is right up there with the uh, sea nasals blooming for rain when it looks like it's both dry. But nevertheless, all the mesquite trees out here where I live are already leafed out. Almost, not all of them, but I would say eighty percent, especially here where I live. So we've always said once they leaf out. No more freezes. I mean, they may get down to 36, you know, but it ain't going to freeze. So that's uh, that's an old saying we've had out here. I remember when I was a little kid, everybody would try and what they would do is call meat spring. You know, they would, I you guys just go down in the valley and see where they started blooming, you know what I mean, leaving. They said, well, we've met spring, so it's coming our way. <laughs> so yeah. Just now, what, what, what plant was it I couldn't hear? Uh, mesquite. Mesquite, oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, that's yeah. an old. I thought it was yeah. Mesquite the, and pecans. Yeah, what is it? Yeah. When the, when the satch blooms, that, of course, that's a lot. That's later. But uh, I've heard other people. I guess uh, you're if you're really yeah. conservative, you say it's when the satch bloom because I've heard people say yeah. weesatch is blooming on Facebook. They've been talking yeah, there, about there, there, there are a few, but yeah, well, I guess it's one of those deals with picture tree, you know. <laughs> yeah. There you go. But anyway. Uh, but secondly, but more, uh, I've, I've been purchasing a few uh, tomato uh, transplants, and uh, I'm going to wait till Mir Burger. Got, well, they got plenty now, but uh, last year I heard a gentleman there say that they may have a. They listed. He ran off a whole list of tomatoes that they may carry, and one of them was a tomato called Carmelo. And I used to go to Houston all the time to buy them, but you know I don't know if they're going to have them this year or not. But is it is it way way too early? I'm in raised beds down here. It's been hot, of course. You know, and I've been looking at long range weather, and all the way through next Sunday, it's supposed to be pretty warm and kind of cool at night. So I don't know. Well, we're we're with. We're uh, scientifically with you, yeah. But when we're sitting here and the sun is shining, and uh, we look out there and see these beautiful tomato plants, it it is it is hard to resist. Yeah, the the, the rodeo tomato thing has uh, made us made us go earlier, and the only only way we've justified it is that we promote growing them in containers, potting them up for potting them up for about a about a month and yeah. uh that that can keep you out of the hard rain and hail and yeah. and uh wind as well as cold well i think i'm gonna wait till about the middle of march i'm okay there I you go yeah I think that's, that's still then, a, uh, there's some still there, early, yeah but, quite a few gardeners that plant some middle of march and then they have a little insurance policy after policy, April yeah. 1st. Yeah. I guess they oh, can yeah, always come back to the nursery, too. Yeah, yeah, he can always make another trip. Okay, well, that's all I had. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for calling. Yeah, uh, thanks for the information. All right, 308-8867, 308-8867, looking for more scientific evidence. Of, uh, <laughs> or non-scientific yes. evidence. 
So we need to know whether uh, your mesquite is blooming or leafing out, <laughs> your pecan is leafing out, or your wee sash is blooming. 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 All right. Call us at 308-8867. I guarantee you, if it, if it had anything to do with my laurel blooming, uh, oh, look at it. Yeah. It's over because every one of them is blooming. And Redbud is almost over. They're almost yeah. finished blooming. Well, and last week, last Sunday, when Trace was up here, I said, now, is that a mountain laurel? Yeah, yeah but it's not blooming. Uh, <laughs> it's one week. What a difference a week makes. It's blooming now. It's gorgeous. And warm temperatures and... 85 degrees and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So, right. uh, but they're blooming all over town. They're pretty. We gotta take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 308-8867. 308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming up right here on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. I want to thank everybody that came out this weekend for Millburgers' big rodeo tomato celebration. We had fun celebrating the HM 1823. That's right, the rodeo tomato for 2017 is the HM 2017. If you're not sure about it, go to millburgernursery.com and learn more about this great tomato. Now, here's another reason you should go to the millburgernursery.com website. That's because you can find out about what's going on at Millburgers, like next Saturday's EarthKind seminar given by David Rodriguez. David is going to be teaching you what to do to prepare for spring and summer gardening. We're calling it spring cleanup. And basically what David's going to be talking about is all those questions you have right now. Like when's the lawn going to be coming back? When's the right time to fertilize? What should I prune? When shouldn't I prune it? All those questions will be answered by David's from 1030 to noon. It's absolutely free. So come on out and be a part of it at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevard Road. If you have an annuity or are thinking about getting an annuity, then listen up. All annuities are not the same. Robin Hoppus, president of Big State Financial, may be able to add income to your retirement years. While some annuities can help protect your assets in a volatile market, having the wrong one could cost you thousands. Don't let this happen to you. Call Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000 to learn how you might qualify for a guaranteed 20% bonus to your retirement income value. This 20% bonus is for a limited time only. The number to call is 210-373-6000. Remember, all annuities are not the same, so call Big State Financial today to learn about the best annuity for you and how you may qualify for a guaranteed 20% bonus on your retirement income value. An annuity can be a great alternative to market losses, and it can be a useful strategy for transferring wealth. Call Big State Financial now to learn about this limited time offer. The number is 210-373-6000. That's 210-373-6000. Or visit them online at BigStateFinancial.com. If you're listening to this station, I can tell we have a few things in common. You care about this country, your family, and your faith. My name is Dixie Bishop, owner of Texas Plumbing Diagnostics. We'd like the privilege of serving you when you have a plumbing problem. That's what the diagnostics is all about. With our skilled licensed plumbers and leak detection technology, we can find that hidden leak that's affecting your foundation or turning your yard into a swamp. We at Texas Plumbing Diagnostics are not on commission. Our flat rate pricing will cover it all. And of course, we do it all. From water heaters and softeners to stopped up drains and new gas lines. See why Angie's List has given us the Super Service Award five years in a row. Or read our testimonials at our website, tpdtx.com. Call us at 210-698-9790 for Texas Plumbing Diagnostics. We respond to your emergency stat texas plumbing diagnostics we respond to your emergency stat 
that. Gary and Dave at Climate Magic get it. When they started Climate Magic in 1985, it was a partnership they knew would succeed with San Antonio families if they stuck to the basics when it came to servicing air conditioners and heaters. Climate Magic will always super serve you. They know if they take care of you, you'll take care of them with repeat business and good referrals. That's what's kept them in business for over 30 years. Gary and Dave at Climate Magic share the values of our great city. Dave is from San Antonio, and Gary stayed here after serving our country in the military. Both Gary and Dave have degrees in air conditioning and heating. They stay up to date on the latest changes, and they pass on that education to their seasoned pros and on to you, as Climate Magic has always had the heart of a teacher. Here's the deal. Climate Magic knows there's a lot of AC companies in town, but they're in it for the long haul. No gimmicks or games or sales pitches. Gary and Dave at Climate Magic want to serve you and take care of you when there's an emergency. Here's the number to put in your phone and on your fridge. It's 340-8240. That's 210-340-8240 for Climate Magic. ClimateMagic.com. Texas License 15317. to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, our phone number is 308-8867, 308-8867, and Luke is on the line. Hi, Luke. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine, thank you. Good. How can we help you? Thank you. Good. I've got a a couple of pecan trees. Uh, Production last year was very poor, and almost all of the pecans weren't hardly fit to eat. I was wondering when and what I should spray with to try to... Improve my crop. Are you in the city or are you out where you can spray? I'm out in Somerset. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, there's a whole yeah. The extension service. If you go to their website, there's a there's a pretty simplified uh, schedule of the sprays that you t- should take. Um, uh, you know, make and uh, that'll make a big difference. Were you able to water? Well, last year, were you able to water? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Okay. Uh, I could water for this year, though. See, that's the problem. Yeah, water. Water is the tough. Yeah, water is the toughest. They're they're high water users, and the timing is is always so important. Were the nuts not filled out, or what was the condition of the nuts? Well, the nuts were pretty, you know, pretty large size. But a lot of them didn't have anything inside, just kind of webbed inside. And then a lot of them had black spots where they'd been stung by something. Stink uh, bugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's, so, that's, that's a hard bug to control. Uh, I, I, would, I would say your, your lack of water. I know the commercial people irrigated maybe four times. Uh, Last year, Which did, did you have a lot year. of nuts on the tree, or, or were there just a very few? There was quite a few uh, nuts on the tree, but uh, you know the biggest part of them weren't fit to eat. Right, right. Yeah, they started. They had we had such a wonderful rain at the beginning that they they started out ready, and we had a lot of a nice foliage, so it, uh, things declined. The uh, yeah, smaller. The smaller, uh, the natives and some of the smaller nuts did much, did better because they didn't have to fill out those big shells, but uh, some of those paper things. Do you know what variety it was? Was it uh, Mayan or Texas Giant or some of those things? 
I don't know. I just bought the place last December. And, uh, oh, okay. So, yeah, but it was so loaded with uh, Can you? last year that I had to put uh, braces under the limbs to hold yeah. them up. So, See, that's that's a problem. Yeah. Now, this year it probably won't have very many nuts on it because they're oh. alternate bears. In other words, one year they'll have a big crop and next year they won't have much. But, but then, uh, what you what you've got to do is get your watering where you can water them. Uh, they use a lot of. I assume this is a big tree, right? Yeah, they're about uh, 15, 40 feet high and maybe 10 or 15 feet across the canopy. Yeah, yeah, that's a big tree. Oh, uh, that, but that's that's a, a sprayable size. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. And and you can get the uh, the. Uh, Spray schedule. Uh, are the leaves small or are? I'm thinking of zinc. Out in out in that Somerset area, a lot of times they need some zinc sprays. Uh-huh. But there's some there's some good information on uh, on PlantAnswers.com on uh, and, and I, I may look under under. Uh, I think I think I've got that under nuts, but okay. uh, uh, but but uh, and look look at the watering and the zinc applications which you do in early spring, and uh, and also the uh, spray schedule. But like okay. I said, this neg- this next year, if you had a lot of pecans this this year, last year, then uh, I d- I doubt if you're going to have very many this year. But uh, so you can concentrate on the uh, zinc sprays for the foliage to increase the foliage size and and health and uh, and the water. Okay. Are you are you in sand? Are you in sand out there? Uh, sandy loom. It's uh, I live right here in town. It's so, pretty good soil. Okay. Okay. All right. Good luck. Good luck, Terry. Keep us informed. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks, Luke. You take care. All right, that'll free up a line at 308-8867, 308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. I want to remind you that uh, if you're looking to bring nature to your yard, uh, whether it's birds, uh, the purple martins, or you want to feed the birds and just enjoy them at the feeders, uh, Calvin mentioned a bunch of them yesterday, uh, the folks at Wild Birds Unlimited can help you with that. They can help you find the right uh, food. They can help you find the right housing. They can help you find the right feeder. And most of all, they're problem solvers. So uh, you'll end up developing a nice relationship and friendship with them and uh, tell them about what's going on, and they'll tell you what other folks are experiencing and how to solve it. So you, uh, it's funny that uh, in talking to them about the people who are their customers, uh, it's uh, folks who uh, kind of just enjoy the thrill of, uh, of watching birds and squirrels and all the wildlife from their windows and the house, and, and it adds a whole lot to their lives. And some folks who uh, actually 
live quite exciting lives, but it's still enjoy uh, nature. So you can ask them about it. It's Wild Birds Unlimited. There are three San Antonio locations. Uh, there's uh, Northwest Military and Hebner Road. That's where you'll find Bill. You'll have uh, 1604 and Braun Road. That's where you'll find Kim. And Denise is over at the Wild Birds Unlimited at 3009, FM 3009, uh, just about a mile east of I-35. So go check them out at Wild Birds Unlimited. Let's take a quick break while we've got a chance. Give us a call at 308-8867, 308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bolvardy Road. I want to thank everybody that came out this weekend for Millburgers' big rodeo tomato celebration. We had fun celebrating the HM 1823. That's right, the rodeo tomato for 2017 is the HM 2017. If you're not sure about it, go to millburgernursery.com and learn more about this great tomato. Now, here's another reason you should go to the millburgernursery.com website. That's because you can find out about what's going on at Millburgers, like next Saturday's EarthKind seminar given by David Rodriguez. David is going to be teaching you what to do to prepare for spring and summer gardening. We're calling it spring cleanup. And basically what David's going to be talking about is all those questions you have right now. Like when's the lawn going to be coming back? When's the right time to fertilize? What should I prune? When shouldn't I prune it? All those questions will be answered by David's from 1030 to noon. It's absolutely free. So come on out and be a part of it at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. When the weather outside is frightful, the birds are more delightful. With colder temperatures, birds are active at the feeders. If you want to enjoy the beauty and the thrill of watching nature in your own backyard, Wild Birds Unlimited Nature Shops in San Antonio can show you how. There is nothing quite like the enjoyment you get from watching finches at the feeder or purple martins teaching their young to fly. Wild Birds Unlimited Nature Stores can help you create the perfect backyard nature sanctuary. Whether you're a novice or an expert, one that attracts a certain bird or that keeps squirrels away, or even one where you can sit back and watch the playful squirrels at the feeder. Wild Birds Unlimited also has unique items for the nature enthusiast. You'll find binoculars, wind chimes, tilly hats, carved canes, art for the home, and more. Wild Birds Unlimited Nature Stores, with three San Antonio and Shirts locations, like Northwest Military at Hebner Road, or call 479-BIRD. That's 479-BIRD. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Dennis Prager here with an important message. We spend our whole lives taking care of those we love. However, statistics show that over half of all adults fail to have a will prepared. Giving the gift of a well-prepared estate plan is one of the most loving things you can do for those you care about. So let me introduce you to Charlie Weisinger with Weisinger Law Firm. Charlie is an estate planning attorney who takes the time to get to know you and your family and your goals and desires for them. Charlie makes the process simple. Most clients have a plan in place in as little as two visits. 
Give Charlie Weisinger and his staff at Weisinger Law Firm a call today. Your first consultation is free. Weisinger Law Firm is conveniently located one mile north of 1604 in Selma, Texas. You can reach him at 210-308-0800. That's 210-308-0800. Or online at WeisingerLawFirm.com. W-E-I-S-I-N-G-E-R LawFirm.com. I'd like to introduce you to Karen Bagwell of Blue Rose Christian Counseling, specializing in anxiety, depression, OCD, trauma, grief, and relationships. And Karen, what relationship doesn't have stress? Stress is completely normal, and if managed properly, instead of tearing down, it can be used to build up relationships. So Karen, where does this building start? Call me, Karen Bagwell, at 210-264-2565. For Blue Rose Christian Counseling, bluerosechristiancounseling.com. Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Our phone number, 308-8867, 308-8867, toll free. It's 866-308-8867. Well, Kevin got, some, got a nice article in uh, yesterday's paper, my essay, Section C, on the back section there. Got some pretty pictures of flowers, and he talked about everything that's, uh, that's blooming around town or all over the place. And uh, talks about this, uh, <coughs> some of the plants that, uh, that will bloom and, uh, and the deer won't eat them. He talks about this Sandranqua viburnum. Yeah. What if that thing's cold-hearted, do you know? Yeah, it's, it did not get in my yard. In Viber- I, I, I mean, in viburnum, it, it should... It's, yeah, they, they, they grow those up north. Don't they, they do. It did not. I didn't see any damage from the cold on any of the viburnum that I yeah, grow. Yeah, yeah. And they're shade. They're shade tolerant. Um, and evergreen, so they make a nice hedge. Got a lot of. You got a lot of choices too. And the sandanqua is kind of a medium-sized one with big uh, green leaves, and the li- li- blooms. It's not the main thing. Is not the blooms on the sandanqua, but. Uh, they have some blooms and then they have some berries, but makes a nice uh, six-foot uh, plant, and uh, it was it was blooming uh, the last few weeks. Some of the other uh, you said that it produces berries in the spring. Yeah, and the birds eat them in the spring. Real yeah, real quick. They don't. They oh, don't, okay. You don't see them very often. Uh, some of the other viburnums do the same thing. Produce. But some of them have shorier flowers, that spring bouquet. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, there's three or four different selections of viburnums that have really attractive buds and blooms in the spring for a short time. But all of them are shade tolerant and uh, are cold hardy. They take a, they, you got to be a little careful with them. They're just like hollies. You got to get them established. Uh, then they get pretty uh, drought tolerant. But this sandaqua is a big one, is a tall Six one, foot huh? is all. Yeah. Yeah. You mean there's taller ones? Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, that uh, tinus, the, uh, the one, the, the spring bouquet is about five or six feet. But they they must use a, uh, I don't know, if, uh, you know that. Growth regulator? Yeah, because after four or five years, the thing takes off, or maybe maybe it's a selected. Well, we, we've talked about this. Gets its roots established. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
And uh, so then it'll get, it'll get 10 or 11 feet tall, that that uh, spring bouquet. That, oh, spring bouquet. Well, I think it's uh, it, the, the spring bouquet, they say, is a a six-foot, five to six-foot tall plant. But I've had two in my yard, actually three in my yard, and they all, after four or five years, have gotten much larger than that. They stayed small for a while. The buds, the the, the advantage there are the buds are really pink and showy, and then they have the nice white flowers and the berries. But uh, but it's a good plant. Deer won't eat it either if I burn them. Yeah, that's a good thing. We had a guy had some people here. Do they have a dwarf? I wonder. Yeah, there's, burn them? yeah, there's some smaller ones in there. Over there, I don't know if any. Of them I never are. hear. I never hear about. It. We yeah. never recommend them for hoppicotable hollies. Yeah, they may not be uh, any smaller than four feet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and then he talks about the cemetery hours. Uh, I like. I liked his <laughs> your your comment about availability. He says. Uh, <laughs> said find your find your neighbors. Uh, Find your neighbors that are thin in their stand because I don't I don't think nurseries care them the cemetery. They, they generally don't. You sometimes yeah. see them at uh, old flea markets, flea market kind of things. Yeah, or or special uh, plant sales where they're where they're uh, looking. Sometimes even at native plant sales, even though they're they're not a native. But but and, uh, yeah, they're so easy to yeah. to find. What is that? What they call a pass-along plant? That, yeah, uh, is it great yeah. that used to heirloom. And then, and then you talked about some of the early, early blooming peach trees. Are there uh, low-chill peach trees? This, this is a, a year. This is a good year that uh, that our peach recommendations. You know, people people come, people move into the hill country and. And they call San Antonio to ask for the peach recommendation. Uh, but the peach recommendations are are basically dependent on uh, the the temperatures that are usually received in those areas. In other words, the Hill Country peach recommendations are different than the San Antonio peach recommendation. Now you can use low chill. And they do use low-chill peaches in the, in the hill country, but uh, there is a little bit of difference in the uh, recommended varieties of uh, fruit trees for the hill country versus San Antonio. Now, all of, all of our uh, the peach we have uh, a good supply of uh, peach varieties and 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 fruit fruit and nut varieties as well as uh, uh, I don't think the roses are in yet, but uh, all those are listed on uh, PlantAnswers.com, and uh, along with the listing is there is in parentheses are their chill chill hour requirement. And uh, I used to I used to think I don't know where I got this, but maybe they've changed that. Uh, that we wanted things in the 650 chill hours, 
with Dr. Larry Stein, uh, fruit specialist from Texas A&M, and, and Jim Comas of, of Fredericksburg always says, in San Antonio, we need to stay with 550 and below. So uh, that that's that's why we we've got some higher chill hours of peaches in there. But uh, if you, you you need to look at that those chill hours in in parentheses. Now, with that said, I don't think uh, Millburgers is selling any fruit varieties that have a higher chill hours than 650. Um, I, I need to check, I guess. But uh, yeah, I know they I, got. As I remember, the, mo- the majority of them five fifty. Be- yeah, yeah five fifty below. The uh, we got the June Gold, which is a six hundred, but June Gold is notoriously flexible. Yeah, right. There's so, some varieties yeah, that do that. Yeah, so they, so they, it, and then we have La Flinciana, and that is a later peach, higher quality peach than June Gold. But it's a less chill requirement, right. te- technically. But uh, I always, I, I think most years you're pretty, you do pretty well if you've got uh, uh, Florida King, uh, June Gold, and La Feliciana. Right, right. But this this year, my in in San Antonio, the Hill Country, maybe it's different. But here in San Antonio, the Florida King is blooming just like you would expect. But there's not much action from. The uh, June Gold, June Gold, or the I don't have La Feliciana anymore, but I, or Rio Grande I have, and uh, yeah, Rio Grande yeah. ought to be blooming. Yeah, but it doesn't seem to be so. It doesn't. No. Huh. So it's a, it's a it's one of those years we had that really cold weather, but that just we need to remind people that uh, temperatures below freezing uh, don't always have the chill our impact. It's basically 32 degrees to 45 degrees with lots of uh, flexibility and variation in there. And then if hot weather follows cold weather, it uh, reverses the impact. Anyhow, uh, you know, you'll know... Fruit and nut tree. We got a good selection, and and like I said, they're all listed on uh, on uh, plantanswers.com and the in the information index and uh, uh, under I think I think it says fruit and nut variety and berries varieties for this area. Uh, it, with things beginning to bloom and everything. Uh, and I know I don't know why I keep talking about this because people don't do it uh, it's getting late for your dormant oil spray but uh, uh, even though the grapes may have a few leaves on them or the uh, peaches or even uh, your crepe myrtles I don't think the crepe myrtles are blooming yet or the crepe myrtles are not leafing out yet uh, and what brings that to mind is that there's a scale insect, and I was surprised there's a scale insect that uh, I don't think we've seen much of it around here, but they've seen it in Dallas. They've got a picture of it on, on uh, Neil Sperry's question and answers on yesterday's paper, C8. 
And uh, I'm surprised they didn't mention dormant oil spray uh, for scale, any kind of scale. Yeah. But uh, oh, they uh, they recommended uh, an, a soil insecticide drench. Uh, but if you've got uh, if your crepe myrtle is kind of in a weakened condition uh, and and they got a lot of ball moss on it, I see a lot a lot of crepe myrtle with ball moss on them. I'd go ahead and now's the ideal time to spray for ball moss. Uh, and uh, use uh, some of your uh, uh, copper solutions. Coside used to be, I think they still have a coside, Probably. but it's not 101. Yeah, and that'll still, if you can find it, coside will work. It's just a different one than we're used to. Yeah, but uh, any any copper spray for your ball moss, and you need to get that out of the crepe myrtle. It's unattractive, and, and it also shades the foliage out. And then, uh, I, I then also, you can use the dormant oil uh, spray after you do that, just in case for this uh, scale that they're talking. And that about. indicates to me when I see that crepe myrtles with ball moss on them that they're not growing much. Right, right. So that seems like some fertile, some fertilization, and uh, maybe some regularly uh, some water at key times will really perk them up. But fertilization. Um, makes a big difference. We don't we don't talk much about fertilization of crepe myrtles, but just like any other plant, uh, if they're not getting enough nutrition in some of our soils, it really makes a difference. A little bit of slow release lawn fertilizer. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it, it blooms on new growth. So if you're stimulating new growth, you're going to stimulate more bloom. Yeah. Well, the, the ball moss doesn't take doesn't require new. No, the ball moss <laughs> doesn't require heavy, heavy fertilization. But I, w- I would clean, in other words, clean that, clean your, uh, clean your uh, crepe myrtle up. Now, now's the time to do it since it hasn't got any foliage or whatever. And if you come to a point that you've got a peach tree or or something that that may have the scale on it, scale is it looks like little. Uh, how do you describe scale? Little scabs. Uh, li- like little scab. That's good. Yeah. Like little round uh, oblong squares, a scab, on on the bark of the tree, and and sometimes on peaches, uh, it'll there's white scale on there. In other words, uh, that's white on the bark. And, uh, and e- if- even if you have some blooms. And and some leaves, and you if you got scale, then you need to go ahead and use a dormant oil spray now. That's a, the best way to control them, and the organic way to control. And them. your uh, your high chill, higher chill like my yard, the June Gold, and, and some of those like La Fosiana should they probably you you can go ahead and use dormant oil uh, because they don't have any. Really, the buds haven't broken yet. Right, right. So, all you need is two de- two days with forty-five degrees or higher. So, and, yeah, and, it and really we're, makes get, a difference. we're getting plenty of those. I, I think the next week is the whole next week is going to be warm like that. So, uh, get out out there and take care of your crepe myrtle. And uh, I'm sure David will talk uh, about that at his seminar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next Saturday too. 
because we could t- we could talk about you know one of, one of the controls for ball moss and uh, oak trees is to is to thin them out, thin thin some of the limbs out, and you could do that on crape myrtles. I, I know everybody when you say prune crape myrtles, everybody flips out, but uh, you could go up there and, and thin some of those branches out, some of those smaller branches out that have the ball moss attached and that'll that'll get rid of some of the ball moss too so uh uh and and then like like calvin says and i think most important is to make sure they've got plenty of moisture during the growing season and also fertility uh something like uh 1959 slow release fertilizer about every, I'd, I'd say on a slow-growing crape myrtle, do it every uh, six weeks, six to eight weeks. And that uh, slow-release, 1959 slow-release fertilizer will uh, will will care, uh, make them have new growth and bloom a lot better. You know, Milton, we talked about David's presentation. Mm-hmm. There's a big uh, gardening program in uh, Floresville on March 11th and March 12th, uh, folks that are interested. It's called the South Texas Home Garden and Environmental Program. And uh, for 10 years, it's been uh, on a Saturday. This this year, they're expanding it to uh, two days. Plant sales, uh, landscape school on Sunday. Uh, and uh, if you want more information, go to the Wilson County News website. You know, just... Uh, you can go uh, Wilson Wilson County Gardening Day or just the South Texas Home Garden Environmental, but Wilson County uh, News. At, at what's what's their? Do you remember what their? Uh, um, the website? Yeah. No, just Google. Just, just Google it though, and I found. Yeah, it Google one. Wilson County News, and you get all the information that you need there. Um, Last Chance Forever will be on both days from uh, one to. To two o'clock, there'll be a plant exchange on uh, Saturday, all day Saturday. So that should be fun. Uh, same folks, the gardening volunteers of South Texas that organize the one here at Festival of Flowers will be organizing that program. It's a free, free admittance. You don't pay, you pay anything to come in there. They've got uh, silent auction. They've got uh, exhibits, environmental and uh, home and garden type exhibits. Uh, so it should be a lot of fun. We'll talk about it more, but uh, uh, check it out. Go to the Wilson County News uh, website, and uh, you'll find all the information. You can register for the Landscape School on that Sunday. That's $25 per person or $40 uh, for two people from the same family. And Jerry and I are scheduled to be on the, the faculty of that program, and there will be a number of Master Gardeners to assist us. No, I just think that we need, we're running up against the news back in a moment on nine. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Our number is 308-8867 308 308- 8867 sir 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 did you have a question can we can we ask it on the air 
Here you go. Grab the mic. You'll be on the air. These guys will be able to hear you. What's going on? How can we help you today? My question is this. I don't get a lot of sunlight in my backyard. I can't cut down my neighbor's trees. They won't let me. I oh, have. you did? Did you uh, really ask? Did you go I, there yes, with a chainsaw running? No. And... Um, I don't think I made very friendly neighbors after that. <laughs> yeah, <but> I'm thinking. <laughs> I was just trying to figure out, is there a type of tomato that does better under less light? No. There's not one out there. No. You just have to pick the... Have you got one spot in your yard that gets more light? Uh, probably maybe. Or is it six, morning sun six, and, six and then eight. it turns to afternoon sun? Or Yeah, probably six to eight hours, but not any more than that. Ooh, that's, that's tough. What, what kind of trees are they? Pecan? Uh, live oak. Li- oh, okay, so they got leaves all the time. Yeah. Uh that's pretty tough. Just grow radishes. I, I, I had to do what? Just grow radishes. <laughs> well, you can grow the any of the any any plant that doesn't produce a fruit, like uh, eggplant won't do well, which is a good thing. Uh, the, but uh, peppers won't do well. Broccoli, cauliflower, lettuce. Okay. Uh, any of those that don't done that produce a fruit. Okay. Will do well in that uh, semi-shaded area. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your. They help. won't. They won't like it. Yeah. In other words, they would. They would probably perform. Now he's better. hedging. Now he's hedging. <laughs> <laughs> they They would probably perform better in full sun. Sure. But uh, that those will perform, uh, especially broccoli. Okay. Well, I appreciate your help today. Okay. Sorry about. Sorry about the tomatoes. And that's okay. Uh, H-E-B carries plenty of them. I, I had uh, I knew a friend, uh, an, an old man, and had had tomatoes in February. He called me out to see his tomatoes in February, and uh, but he had big trees all around sure. the yard. And so what he would do would get a he got old lawnmower bodies, and he would put large containers to take the motor off. Sure. And put large containers on those lawnmower bodies, and uh, fill them full of potting mix, and then he'd grow his tomatoes there. Well, he would start. He he would get morning sun, so he would start his uh, lawnmower brigade <laughs> in the <laughs> on the. Uh, okay, let me let me get this straight. On the east side of his of his lawn in the morning sun, and then. Uh, Am I getting this backwards? But anyway, he would uh-huh. start them out in the morning sun. In the, at noon, he would move them to the middle of the yard where the sun was. And then in the evening, he would move them to the, to the west side where, of his lawn where, the, where he'd get uh, afternoon sun. Of course, he had to retire from his job. You know. <laughs> uh, he was retired. <laughs> he was job, right? Oh, yeah, I don't have time to work. I gotta, yeah, he was retired. Hire somebody. He was retired and in good health. And the, the advantage to that is when bad weather came up, he just rolled them in the garage <laughs> on those lawnmower bodies. And the people, I, I imagine you can get lawnmower bodies for free. You know, that's not a bad idea. I might just try that. Yeah, you try that. Let, <laughs> let me know how it turns out. Okay, thank you. Appreciate your help. All right. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, see how your neighbor likes that. Uh. <laughs> All right, Virginia's on the line. Bye-bye. 
at 308-8867, 308-8867. Hi, Virginia. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Okay. Uh, i got a couple of questions. One thing, uh, is the wood from chinaberry or the bark from chinaberry trees poisonous? Uh, my great aunt used to have uh, these walking sticks. They're really, really pretty made out of chinaberry tree limbs. And uh, I was just wondering if they're poisonous to touch or how poisonous or not. No, they're not. They're not poisonous to touch, but I don't know that they. they you know, they use a. They use them for some medicinal. Yeah, oh, China berry. China berry. Oh, not uh, not pa- uh, tallow. Not soap berry. Yeah, China no, soap berry's okay. China berry, I think, is okay. I think so. Yeah, it's the. Um, uh, some of the, the tallows, I think, are a little issue. Yeah. But they, mm-hmm. yeah, they should be fine. Okay. Laura, you, you don't start chewing on your uh, walking cane, okay? <laughs> or let, or let your, get rabies, let your, do- <laughs> your dog, you don't like chew on it first and yeah, see how yeah. it does. Uh, I wanted to know one other thing. Uh, I had three surgeries on my arm, so I can't use a shotgun. And uh, we have raccoons. Uh, coming in our garden and just making a mess out of everything and uh i was just wondering is there anything that natural that would keep them away i'm pretty sure a scarecrow wouldn't do the trick i don't know what to do what is it now the raccoons ma- raccoons making a mess yes, unfortunately uh, they get individual raccoons get used to doing us you know feeding a certain yeah. way and being in a certain area so they're pretty smart too. yeah the and the Easiest, you know, the most effective thing is to just catch them in a live trap and uh-huh. and uh, relocate them or yeah. dispose of them. Maybe it's not a raccoon. I don't know what it is. Something is digging big ditches. I, I see raccoon traps, but I never knew that a, a raccoon would dig a ditch in the ground looking for something. Huh. Now, armadillo. Yeah, that, that sounds more like an armadillo. It does, but we don't have armadillos here unless some got dropped off here. Where are you? For, where you live? In, in uh, Victoria, out out in the country. But I mean, I've never seen a live armadillo. And uh, neighbors said they've seen some, but I'm I'm not real close to them, so I, you know I don't know how they'd get here. <laughs> well, they have the they have, they bury their little snout in the in the ground, uh-huh. so you you see a hole. With a rounded entrance to it, I thought where, that where they've was stuck, a skunk. Where they where they've stuck stuck their nose to that. They can They're get looking for grubs in an area where it's got a lot of grubs. Boy, they can dig everything up. Yeah. Well, well how big is that little round circle? Like an inch or? Yeah, it's an uh, inch, inch oh, and a half. Great. Those are hard to catch. Yeah, they are. They are not. They're they're easy to catch at two o'clock in the morning. Oh. <laughs> That's where, that's when they go out roaming around two and, o'clock in the morning. And they they do take the same route all the time. So if you can find that route, you can <laughs> yeah put a cage in there. Uh, trap. Well, that them. might work. I didn't even think about that. I thought once they go there, they're not coming back. That might work. No, no, they they they're, they're around. Thanks, okay. Virginia. You take care. Good luck. Bye. Right. Did you have a question? And can we ask it on the air? Here you go. Grab the mic. You'll be on the air. These guys will be able to hear you. How can we help you? I'm having trouble with my watermelons. Put it a little closer. Talk, talk. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm having trouble with my watermelons. The leaves turning black before the melons get ripe. 
the leaves turn black and then fall off. Ooh, well, there's several uh, fungus diseases that can cause that. Uh, this happened last year, of course. Yeah. And uh, the whole vine dies? Well, the, the runner's alive, but the leaves, all the leaves died off. Yeah. That could be a mildew. Could be a powder mildew uh, coming on there. And it was it was new land. It hadn't been planted in 10 years. Yeah. But we had a lot of rain yeah, last I had, year. Yeah, I had 11 inches in three days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what it was. It was it was a mildew from all that rain. Uh, you probably you probably won't have it this year if we don't have that much rain this year. Uh -huh. uh, the uh, but if you do if you do have uh, start seeing some some damage, some of the leaves crinkling up, turning yellow first, and then crinkling up. Uh, you, the, you can use a product with chlorothalonol, uh, which is a fungicide. Spray it with a fungicide. It's sold as uh, Daconil. Daconil. D a c o n i l. O n i l. Yes. Well, can I mix that? I'm going to spray them with liquid fertilizer. Yes, sir. Can I mix that with Yes, it? sir. It yes, won't sir. hurt them. You, yeah. You're going to spray the foliage. Yeah, the leaves. Are we talking just one or two plants, or are we talking acreage? Two acres. Oh, two acres. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you can mix that with uh, your liquid yeah. fertilizer. Yeah, because I got, I got several customers who want watermelons. Yeah, what variety do you grow? <clears throat> I got Charleston Grays, Jubilees, and Legacy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You don't grow any seedless? No, that's too hard. Oh, quit it. <laughs> yeah. That's too much work on them. Yeah. I tried it and it didn't work. Yeah, there you go. All right, I, I think that's what your problem was. Okay, thank you. It was widespread all over the field, right? I mean, all over. Yeah, that was that. Well, the rain, I know the rain didn't help. No, no, it didn't. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thanks for waiting. Good luck. All right, 308-8867 is our number to call, 308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Neil had a question from somebody that uh, said that uh, that they had three citrus trees that have enjoyed for several years. They've grown too tall for me to harvest the fruit, but I don't believe I should top them. Is that correct? Also, what? Product should I use to protect them from sunscald? Okay, if you if you start pruning, uh, if you if you we've had to prune our citrus trees in Uvalde because they they were getting getting too tall and we wanted to use them for uh, cutting wood, so we went in there and uh, uh, selected some tall branches and uh, and cut them down, but the the cut. Cut them back to the largest next to the ar largest origin, our origin of the brain. Yeah. Origin of thinning the cuts, yeah. thinning cuts, yeah. And uh, that brought them down. And then uh, we still kind of well, we we would choose a fork in a in a in a larger branch going out going going up. And we'd cut it down, uh, the ones that we were going to leave. And uh, then we would uh, go in there and cut it back to that fork uh, to lower the tree, lower the tree down. 
Now, the, point, the key to that, the key to that is to do that right now in February before they start leafing out. Uh, her, her next question is, what product should I use to protect them from sunscald? The key to doing it is to do it before they leaf out uh, so that you will have adequate foliage to protect that, uh, that the bark from sunscald. Okay. Is that a big, uh, they is begin that, to leaf out now. Is that a big problem? I guess it would be if you if you uh, did a lot of cutting on them because I think of citrus. They, they're so nice and thick. You never yeah. think of them as being a, yeah. not like a peach, you know, leaning over and getting. Yeah. Know, well, I, I'm I, I'm I'm mainly talking about after you prune yeah, them back. Okay. And uh, we didn't have any trouble with that, doing following that procedure with our big trees. Now they have since grown back. Uh, I mean, they're still almost the same, sh- same shape feet they tall. were. They're thirty mm-hmm. feet tall now, wow. on their own roots or on their own rootstock. So uh, now uh, another thing is, uh, for those of you who've just purchased citrus and put them in the ground, a lot of the a lot of these citrus are on their own root, own rootstock, and uh, that that makes them smaller. the The ultimate size of the tree is going to be smaller than it would would be had it been grafted to a, something like a sour orange or or a trifoliate rootstock. So uh, things like orange frost and uh, Arctic frost and those types of things. Are growing on their own root system, uh, so uh, they they they'll they'll customarily stay smaller than than they would have been had they been grafted to a, a more adapted uh, fast-growing uh, rootstock. So anyway, that's the way to keep it. You don't have to worry about uh, sunscald if you pr- if you do some selective branch removal. Uh, at this time of the year and as soon as possible in February so that the foliage can grow and protect the trunk. So it's almost a backwards kind of... You take the tallest offending branch and follow that back to the origin. And you keep doing that and the the advantage is that you keep the shape of the the tree and everything. Right, right. And so the... You hardly, you know, you reduce the size and you hardly notice it. So that's a that's a really a, a good way to uh, to thin and prune a lot of fruit trees and a lot of plants. Yeah, it's sort of like pruning nandinas. Now we we did top ours uh, because, like I said, we were trying to make it easy to get budwood or or get wood off of the trees so that we could propagate these new varieties. But uh, we didn't have any trouble with uh, with sunscald if we followed that procedure uh, to do it in in uh, mid early to mid February. Let's uh, take a oh good to get that get the leaves or to protect that wood from sunscald. They will sunscald. We're going to take a quick break. While we do, why don't you give us a call and be a part of the show at 308-8867. That's 308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick, and this is 930 AM, The Answer. 
Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bolvardy Road. I want to thank everybody that came out this weekend for Millburgers' big rodeo tomato celebration. We had fun celebrating the HM 1823. That's right, the rodeo tomato for 2017 is the HM 2017. If you're not sure about it, go to millburgernursery.com and learn more about this great tomato. Now, here's another reason you should go to the millburgernursery.com website. That's because you can find out about what's going on at Millburgers, like next Saturday's EarthKind seminar given by David Rodriguez. David is going to be teaching you what to do to prepare for spring and summer gardening. We're calling it spring cleanup. And basically what David's going to be talking about is all those questions you have right now. Like when's the lawn going to be coming back? When's the right time to fertilize? What should I prune? When shouldn't I prune it? All those questions will be answered by David's from 1030 to noon. It's absolutely free. So come on out and be a part of it at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. When the weather outside is frightful, the birds are more delightful. With colder temperatures, birds are active at the feeders. If you want to enjoy the beauty and the thrill of watching nature in your own backyard, Wild Birds Unlimited Nature Shops in San Antonio can show you how. There is nothing quite like the enjoyment you get from watching finches at the feeder or purple martins teaching their young to fly. Wild Birds Unlimited Nature Stores can help you create the perfect backyard nature sanctuary. Whether you're a novice or an expert, one that attracts a certain bird or that keeps squirrels away, or even one where you can sit back and watch the playful squirrels at the feeder. Wild Birds Unlimited also has unique items for the nature enthusiast. You'll find binoculars, wind chimes, tilly hats, carved canes, art for the home, and more. Wild Birds Unlimited Nature Stores, with three San Antonio and Shirts locations, like 3820 FM3009 at Green Valley Road, or call 566-8808. That's 566-8808. Are you or your child suffering from attention deficit disorder or hyperactivity issues? If so, it's not because of a drug deficiency. Now there's a natural way to address your lack of focus and concentration. Vox's Attend is a natural three-dimensional product designed to help children and adults alike. Attend helps improve attention and concentration. Before you resort to harsh drugs with potential side effects, try Attend today. Thousands of people of all ages have benefited from the great results of Attend. Start enjoying the great feeling and staying focused and on task, allowing you to get the most out of your day. Ask for Attend at one of Rhonda's Nature's Way 2 locations, 625. Southwest Military in Shopper City Mall and 8059 Callahan at I-10 West and Callahan. We are so confident that you will see results with a 10. We are offering you the opportunity to try it risk-free. Remember, if you can't pay attention, you need a 10. Hi, I'm Jono. And I'm Pammy. After more than 10 years of serving South Texas as Delightful Blinds, we've grown to serve you better. We changed our name to Delightful Decors, Blinds, Shutters, Floors, and more. And we invite you to our brand new showroom at 3 3- Double O nine and thirty five in shirts without the big box environment and no beeping forklifts. But even after opening our new store, we still come to you. Delightful Decors is your cozy local mom and pop one stop shop for all your installed foundational home decor projects. And we carry the top name brands of blinds, shades, drapery, and shutters. Check out our Power View motorized treatments that allow you to operate your shades from your phone. And now through April fourteenth, you can save a hundred dollars or more with our Hunter Douglas Energy Smart Style Savings Event. Get, Get delighted, delighted with, with delightful, delightful decors.
And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer 308-8867. That's our number 308-8867. And Evelyn is on the line. Hey there, Evelyn. How are you today? I'm good. How about yourself? Doing good, thank you. Okay. Um. So the dwarf tomato that's going to still be coming out. Is that right? Is that what you said this morning earlier? Hello. Hello. Yeah, we're not hearing you for some reason. I'm here. I'm hearing her. No, I'm not. We got you. Okay, that's right. <laughs> You're talking about the rodeo tomato? No, the dwarf uh, cherry tomato. Oh, 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 yeah. It, it's gonna be. It's it's its availability is uh is limited. I'll put it that way. So you need to call ahead and uh, make sure they've got a supply. Well, I had a chance to go to the Millburgers this morning, and I was looking for the tomato, and they then they told me that you don't have they don't have them yet. So yeah, yes, I was but they, 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 they they've had them, but they sold out. Oh, okay, no fair. <laughs> uh, well, I'm sorry. I was arguing with somebody the other day that the grow web doesn't stop the spider mites. Is that true? Yes, it does. Okay. I'll have to tell the grow, the grow web, if you cover it all the way, uh-huh. there's no way a spider mite can get through that stuff. Okay, I don't know where they got their information, but they said the grow web won't, won't work. Who said that here at the nursery? No, no, somewhere else. Oh, well, that's <laughs> Some that's I was wrong. talking to the other day, yeah, okay. There, there's no, no way spider mites can get through uh-huh. that uh, well, uh, web hear, cloth. Though. I've been fighting. And that, that, that's why you you have such a problem with uh, uh, spider mites. I was recommending that you put it on. Uh, you put it on uh, right when you plant your tomatoes. Yes. Okay. And uh, and that that way it'll keep a keep. When we first came out with Grow Web or that spun web cloth, we were telling people that you could because people would say, "How long do you leave it on?" And we would say, leave it on until you have the first fruit set, you know, the the large fruit set. And then by that time, usually the plant's so big, if you fertilize it properly, that it's pressing the sides of the the grow web cloth. Uh, but the, uh, of course, I had to test it to see if if <laughs> just exactly how long you could leave it on. Because it does breathe, so it doesn't get too hot in there, and it it doesn't sweat and carrying on like that. But uh, I I have grown plants. But you still have you still only could stay like 36 hours under there yourself, right? Oh no, on on the grow web you can stay under there forever because the the plant breathes. I was talking about you. So I can leave it on that long. Evelyn Evelyn got it. Yeah, uh, you can leave it on there, especially until you have uh, large fruit. Uh-huh. Well. And, and by that time, by that time, uh, if the spider mites are not on on there, uh, have gotten on there, then uh, you know it'll take them a while to build up their population. Well. And by that, by the time they build up their population, you'll probably be ready to do a fall crop. I wish they would freeze. 
<laughs> they're uh, they're the they're not the plant that that fabric is not sold as a uh, as a uh, cold protection as as, as GrowWeb anymore. That was a brand oh. name, and it's it's sold as a uh, uh, plant cover. Row cover, yeah. Plant row, yeah, row, plant row cover. Uh huh. So uh, here at Millburger. Okay. So you, you you can't come in here and and try to buy a grow web. They don't. They won't know what. I doubt if they know what you're talking about. So the diseases but, like the early blight that won't uh, develop under there too, or any sooner. Than... No, ma'am. Oh, okay. I got you now. Okay. <laughs> I I had a chance to go to Millburgers today, and I was disappointed I didn't get that uh, tomato plant, but I got others there. So good, and good. I, good. And I sorry we missed. Sorry we missed you. Yeah, well, you we were there earlier in the morning. Oh, oh okay. okay. Thanks, Evelyn. Hi, uh, Evelyn. Thank you. Bye bye. You take care. Bye bye. Did you have a question? Can we? Can we, Oh, okay. Oh, thank you. Can we ask your question on the air? All right, here, grab the mic. There it is. There you go. You're on the air, and these guys can hear you. What's going on? Well, I've got, uh, I'm, I'm prepping my uh, mulch areas. Okay. Cleared out all my old mulch, trying to decide what kind of ground cover to put in because i got a lot of cedar elm, like the other gentlemen. They're in the other people's yards. Mm-hmm. But as I was scraping up that mulch, I noticed I've got uh, big grubs. Uh, grub larvae they're kind of a dark brown right but some are growing and i treated for grubs last fall uh-huh. october so now i'm trying to figure out don't worry about them okay they're, they're getting ready to turn into a june bug yeah so they're not eating that's that's one of the reasons why once it, it doesn't work to treat them once they get large they okay. quit feeding and so they they just go through their maturity. They're you, you know they're not feeding on anything either. So so you got to get so you get that treatment down end of May. Is it end of May is when it is versus October? Yeah. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah, and then that that that'll take out those that you're seeing now. Yeah, they weren't those. They aren't the great big rhinoceros. The, the big ones. The big ones. No, they the were inch in diameter. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not that long. There were a few that were that yellowish. Yeah, white color. Yeah, those aren't the big ones, though, are they? No, no the the big ones are oh, the no, body. Yeah, as big day. as your finger. Yeah. All right. So but they're they're rhinoceros beetle, as and they're all right. Uh, beneficial. So. Okay. so you had mentioned that they turn into June bugs. Right. And and but they can still. Then, then the then the female bores down into the soil and deposits their eggs. And the the larvae, the little June, little uh, well, the little grub worms, are the ones that do the feeding in October. So that's why that's when you see the damage in October. For this season, I just need to wait until May. It's too late right 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 now. And And yeah, going in May or even early June will kill all those those young ones that are feeding, and then you don't have a don't have the October population. Did they damage you long? Well, I don't know yet because I've got. 
it's still dormant. Oh, last year, though, did you notice? Uh, not really. Most of my lawn problems were due to lack of sun in certain yeah. areas, and I'm yeah. taking out the... I tried Zoysa back there in St. Augustine, Bermuda, so I'm just going to clear that out and then try and figure out what kind of top cover to put where I'm getting all these. I have like 40 bags of leaves Mm -hmm. that I've taken up, so I'm tired of the mulch because it just, yeah, the leaves just, you can't, they don't, the leaves don't break down like you'd like them to. Right, moisture and fertility and things like that. So I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, well. Well, you can use a ground cover in there. You t- take a. Where do you live? Out in shirts. Uh, if you get a chance, t- take a, a visit to the King William area. Under a, they got all those trees, and they they they're using these la- layers of uh, oh, like Larry Oak and monkey grass and every kind of shade tolerant ground cover you can think of and there's some really attractive of course you're you're not going to be able to throw the ball for the dog in there or, or, or well, that's, i'm too old to throw so <laughs> that's good enough but yeah there's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's a lot of between hardscape you know paths and and those uh, those kind of shade yeah. color and ground covers you can really make yeah, a nice we, a, there was a gal that came out here from tucson i don't remember her name but uh, she does a lot of that xeriscaping. Uh-huh. In some areas, what I've done is I put down the uh, uh, DG, the granite. Oh yeah. And pack that down, and then I can just spray off my leaves, and then I'll put in some kind of xeriscape vegetation in there. Yeah. But the leaves are still going to come down. So oh yeah. Much I yeah. can do about that. Anyhow. Every year. Yeah. Life goes on. So. Well, great. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. All right, yeah, good nice meeting you. Thanks, thanks, for, thanks again you for take what care. you all do. Thanks, man. And uh, hopefully we'll see you in the future. Yeah, yeah, come on back and visit with us. Well, you say that. Like, I mean, you you look at it like we're too old or we may not make it to the next day or so. I'm not myself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Stop> it. <laughs> good. Good answer. <laughs> all right. Take Bye-bye. care. All right, 308-8867, that's our number, 308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867, or like that gentleman, come on by and ask your gardening question in person. He said he wanted to see what you look like, man. No, uh, he said, I want to see what all of us look like. Oh, okay. Putting faces to voices. <laughs> and you didn't even have your uh, balloon... Hippopotamus. I know. The balloon hippopotamus, by the way, big success. Was it? You made it, made it home with it. It did go get, make it at home, and Laura likes how it. Many, how many balloons did you bust? Oh, none. None. Believe you didn't? No. It's still doing all right. But, but, but Charles has said, enough with the hippo. Let move on. Uh, <laughs> move on past the hippo. So... <laughs> Uh, another thing you can do next week, since it's going to be a beautiful next week, uh, or this week, you know, however you look at Sunday, uh, and uh, Kevin touched on it in uh, in his his uh, dig in now column, now right, right next to Neil Spears column, and uh, it talked about sandburrs. You know, Calvin is the king of Wilson County sandburrs. And uh, so if sandbirds and crabgrass infested your lawn last summer, apply a pre-emergent herbicide now to prevent the same problem this year. Crabgrass preventer is, is one product you can use. Uh, 
uh, Amaze, and for larger areas, XL. And uh, Neil in his, uh, Neil Sperry in his uh, weekly news a newsletter also uh, recommended Dimension, which we have here. But uh, yeah, you can look at the. It's a good idea to look at the labels on those herbicides. All of them are effective for their target plants. You want to make sure that the target plants are what uh, is bothering you. And uh, sandburrs can be sandburrs can really be tough. Really. Why are you? Yeah, you got that smirk uh, on your face. I was. You don't, you, know, you don't even have to be in the in the Wilson County sand uh, to have sandburrs. Yeah, well, they're in Wilson County, Atascosa County. You know, where, especially in the sand. But uh, now is the time to do it. Now, somebody was asking Neil. Uh, he got the got got the question. Said. Uh, has all this warm weather changed your recommended date for applying pre-emergent weed killer to our lawn? And uh, uh, timing for application, and then he writes back that timing for application of pre-emergent weed killer granules for prevention of crabgrass, crabgrass and sandbirds varies with where you are in the state. Uh, and he said. Uh, he likes to see the granules applied one to two weeks before the average last killing freeze date. And uh, who knows when that is. Uh, that would mean in mid-February now in South Texas. And uh, so, and uh, then the first few days of March in South Central. But I think we're the, and do, I think we, we go with the mid-February deal. Yeah, and do, do the... Uh Keep in mind, put it on your calendar that there's a need a second application on Sandburrs uh, somewhere around June 15th or May 30th even uh, because they they'll germinate over a long period. And a lot of years, if we get a lot of rain, they won't be coming up, and then it will dry out a little bit, and next thing yeah. you know, we got Sandburrs everywhere. Got Bert on the line at 308-8867. Hi, Bert. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Oh, pretty good. Just listening to y'all and a glass of wine and a cigar like usual. I can actually sit out on the porch. It's not the cold. Yeah, today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I got a question about the mate. I, I called y'all last week about aromas, and I found one that, that's very tasty that I got at HEB. And it, it is it's a very fleshy, meaty Roma tomato. How would I, if I wanted to try to grow them in my containers, uh, how do I propagate the seeds? Uh, you, you're just talking about one or two tomatoes seed? Yeah, one or two yeah. tomatoes. One or two tomatoes. Well, probably I'll take the seeds all out of one tomato. Right, and right. And, uh, and you just spread them out. You, you, I never have planted them directly out of. Most of most of the time, I dry I dry the seed. That's so what I was the, wondering. They so, get the so, little jelly stuff around them. And yeah, stuff like the placenta. Uh, okay. With, but uh, also, you can you can squeeze them in a glass of water, a little little glass of water. You, I'm talking one fruit here now. And right. so you you squeeze squeeze the. Uh, the juice and the seed into a, a, a regular drinking-sized glass of water, okay? Okay. 
and uh, make sure make sure you've got uh, a little more uh, some juice in there with it, and you might put about uh, half juice and half water if you okay. if you want to if you really want to clean the seed, and uh, and then wet, put it put it somewhere somewhere where somebody won't throw it out, and leave it up or drink it. it. Yeah, drink <laughs> it, and leave leave it there for about two uh, two or three days. Till it actually ferments. Okay, that, is that what destroys the gel around it? There you go. That's right. That's what happens. Then, right, then, to... then you put right, a squirt, of, a squirt, a hard squirt of water in there after three to four days. Put a hard squirt of water in there, and the gel will come off, and the seed will go to the bottom. And then you put, you pour the pour the uh, dirty water or the contaminated water out. And the seed will always go to the bottom. Don't pour the seed out. No, but, okay, uh, yeah, because I got a couple. I got a, like I said, I got a little balcony, and I'm just looking for a high, high yield. Because uh, I love uh, this is my go-to solution for tomatoes. If they taste good on a bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwich with some mayonnaise, they're mine. Right. Yep. That's a good criteria. The uh, <laughs> the uh, the the. Uh, a lot of people now. If you don't want to go to all that rigmarole, a lot of people just uh, just put the seed out on a on a paper piece towel. of paper, paper paper towel or something. Let them dry, and that gel dries, and then plant them plant them after they after they dry. Oh, that'll work just as well. That that'll that'll work just as well. All right, I got one last question. I'll let y'all get back to the show. Uh, any uh, master gardener or master naturalist plant uh, classes coming up? There's one coming up uh, in a couple of weeks. I don't know if they've got any openings on it. Uh, in Bear uh, County. Bear Are you in Bear County? No, nah, I'm in Bear. You're in Bear? Okay. Uh, you can call the uh, call the office, call the... Uh, AgriLife Extension Office. The one out on Cherry Ridge? Yes. Yes, the one on Cherry Ridge. I was going to impress y'all by giving it, to, giving me the number, but uh, yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> no, nah, yeah, well, I just go, I'm going to go, I know, I'll just hit Texas A&M AgriLife. And, and there you go. Just, you got it. Yeah, that's one of my favorite, besides plant answers, that's where, that's my go-to for everything. You're about the man. Hey, hey, thanks Let's for that. I, I think that number is yeah, uh, off the top of your head. 210-631-0400. All right, I'll yeah. check it out tomorrow when, they, when they're all open and see. Because, uh, yeah, if they got to open it, I might as well. I mean, I'm retired. I don't. Cool. Th- I don't think they're going to be open tomorrow. Yeah, President's tomorrow Day. President's Day. But try Tuesday. Uh, see, ever since they got out the federal government, out the army, I, I forget about all those doggone federal holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bert. You take care. Bye, Bye Bert. Ginger is on the line at 308-8867. 308-8867. Hi, Ginger. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you? I'm good today. How are y'all doing? Good. What's going on? Well, I wanted to call and give you all my Martin report. Oh, good. Okay. Great. Uh, last week, as just as y'all were going off the air, three scouts showed up. 
and they were here two days. And Friday, I got three pair, and today I've got four pair. Wow. And they seem to be hanging, hanging out, They're staying? They're hanging, yeah. All right. Yeah. That's good. The scouts left, and then the, the pairs came in Friday, and um, I live out south of 1604 going towards Floresville. And so I'm a little bit, you know, I'm a little bit more south than y'all are. So maybe yours are coming pretty soon. But it does does mean that we should probably get our houses up. If we're, yeah, I've been waiting and waiting. To, yeah, because I don't, uh, I don't like the sparrows and the starlings to fill them up. But oh, uh, I know. I made my husband go clean mine. <laughs> uh, I, tri- I, 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 I tried that with Judy, my wife, but she. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Chase me outside and I have a question. You didn't go over too good. Yes, no, sir. I didn't. I have a question about the Martin. You said the scouts okay. left. You said yeah, the scouts they left. left. Now according they were gone to for about four or five days. Okay. But how do you know that what the pair one of the pair that came back was not a scout? Well, I think one or two of the ones that came back were scouts. But not all three of them. Oh, okay, okay. I had three scouts, and but the scouts were uh, real light on their bellies, and uh, only two of my pairs have light bellies, real light light. Okay. Yeah, well, they might be the light bellies could be females, but also sometimes the scouts are just young, relatively yeah, young. Yeah, that's what I thought because they yeah, were very yeah. small. Yeah. Hmm. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Ginger. Thanks yeah. for the report. All right. You're Keep welcome. us informed. All right. Let's talk to Glenn now. Glenn is on the line at 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Hey, Glenn, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you? All right. All right. How y'all doing? Good. What's going on? Hey, just a question on, uh, so I've got a, an apple tree or a couple apple trees and then a couple of three pear trees and then uh the one apple tree uh put all at the last all three years or so uh since i planted it it'll put on dozens and dozens of fruit and then they'll get about all oh, a little bit bigger than a golf between a golf ball and a baseball and and all of a sudden round spots will start appearing and then it just—I I have out of the hundreds of fruits that it's made, I have—I have never—I have never eaten one. So I started spraying them this year for with the fungicide or whatever. But okay, I don't know that's how good. Often or, or you know, they're just—it's it, actually starting to bloom now. So just keep spraying it with that, or. Yeah, uh, I think I think the fungicide application—you'll have to look at a, a spray schedule. Uh, I, I don't know if we got one for apples or not, but uh, what fungicide did you use? Do you remember? Was it uh, uh, chlorothylenol or uh, uh, captan? Yeah, yeah, I'm not probably captan. It, it, it was something. I'm not at the house, but it was something like vinyl, vinicide, or bonnie, okay. bonnie something. Sorry. Huh. I didn't see well, the but, active ingredient. It's, it's labeled for apples, right? Yeah, it, apples and pears. Because I had the same. Okay. I, it, last year was the first time I'd had a, you know, like a fire uh-huh. 
and I had to cut about half the pear tree down, and it did well after that. So it looks like does that stuff just keep re- once it once they once they have it in their system, does it just like always stay with them and and you never get What's rid that? of it or fire blight? Fire blight. Fire yeah, blight. it's yeah. systemic. But uh, yeah. yeah, last year was uh, last year was a tough tough year for fire blight. But if you if a tree a variety is susceptible to it. Quite often, they'll eventually get taken out with it, but uh, some, read, some, yeah, some trees, some trees that weren't particularly susceptible got a little damage, and they may be all right. Uh, start spraying your fungicide when your when your bloom petals start falling off, and then just spray every week, okay. and you that, so, that should deal with your. Yeah, because I had a pear tree that. You know, it puts on them old hard pears, country pears, and, and uh, that you got to practically boil to eat. And, but it's always put on 100 of pears. And then last year, it got something, and it, it, they would just kind of wither. They'd, they'd grow about big as a marble and just kind of wither up and, and die. And that was the first year. You, you know, normally, those old pears don't Sounds get fireplace. any of that blight and everything, but that was the first year it, it had ever gotten that. Yeah, usually that, that's kefir you're talking about. And that usually it's resistant, somewhat yeah. resistant to fire blight. Well, if it's but key, on a heavy, heavy year, yeah. Uh, if it's key, kefir, it, it may recover fine. Yeah, because the weather, yeah, weather, weather was tough last year on for fire oh, blight. Is, is it because of, of wet weather causes fire blight? Uh, yeah. yeah. Wet, wet. I'm trying to remember what the condition, but wet. Yeah, wet weather. Um, is is, and a, is a factor, yeah. See, the fire blight is spread by bees. It it's, it goes into the fly when it's spread during the flower flower uh, period. See, I, I I got five beehives. I raise bees. Oh, okay. So. But tell them to <laughs> so tell them always, to wipe their feet before they go yeah. uh, onto the next flower. <laughs> I always try to be yeah. I always try to be careful what I spray because I don't want to. Yeah. Hurt bees or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, the fungicide shouldn't hurt the bees, though. Okay. All right. So on, just the, on the apple. It. On the apple, I'm talking about. Okay. So just keep spraying the the, the uh, pear and the apple tree through the through when the petals, the, 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 the flowers fall. Right. All right. I'll try it. Because I was looking for, it's, I think it's called that brown rot is what that apple gets. And I was looking, right. you know, when I was reading the instructions, that's what I was looking for. Uh, but most of them that work on that say, you know, fire blight also. So I thought, well, I'll spray this on the pear tree also. Yeah, it sure won't hurt. All right, I'll do that right. then. All right, thank Thanks, you, sir. You thank you for calling. All right, we need to take a break, so while we do, why don't you give us a call at 308-8867. That's 308-8867. we got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Hi, from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bolvardy Road. I want to thank everybody that came out this weekend for Millburgers' big rodeo tomato celebration. We had fun celebrating the HM 1823. That's right, the rodeo tomato for 2017 is the HM 
2017. If you're not sure about it, go to MillburgerNursery.com and learn more about this great tomato. Now, where's another reason you should go to the MillburgerNursery.com website? That's because you can find out about what's going on at Millburgers, like next Saturday's EarthKind Seminar given by David Rodriguez. David is going to be teaching you what to do to prepare for spring and summer gardening. We're calling it spring cleanup. And basically what David's going to be talking about is all those questions you have right now. Like when's the lawn going to be coming back? When's the right time to fertilize? What should I prune? When shouldn't I prune it? All those questions will be answered by David's from 1030 to noon. It's absolutely free. So come on out and be a part of it at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Hi, this is Dennis Prager, and I want to encourage you to see my dentist, Stan Shelton, and his incredible team. They can provide you with a dental experience that is not only educational, but allows you to be involved in planning your care. Let them show you the wonders of modern dentistry. Their office is on Broadway, just one exit east of the airport. Give them a call at 590-7878, and their website is drshelton.com. That's drshelton.com, and you can connect at facebook.com slash Shelton Dental. My dentist, Stan Shelton. Every Sunday at 4 p.m., you'll learn how to stay cool in the summer, warm in the winter, and save a furnace full of money when you hear the expert advice on the John Wayne AC Radio Show. Join host Glenn Slade this Sunday at 4 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Peace through planning. That's the motto of Weisinger Law Firm, and the planning begins with your free consultation with Charlie Weisinger. Charlie, you call yourself an estate planning attorney. What exactly does that mean? Well, Baron, estate planning is simply protecting you, your family, and your assets in case the worst happens. A basic plan includes a will, financial, and medical powers of attorney, health information releases, and directives for your physician. If you don't have these basic elements in place, it's an even harder year for your loved ones. Well, a lot of people put off that decision. Because of that, you're making hard decisions on a very hard time. Topic, but knowing you, Charlie Weisinger, you make it so easy. Well, we spend about an hour in our first meeting where I learn a lot about you and educate you on estate planning. Based on that first meeting, we'll schedule a second where I'll present a plan to you. We'll sign documents, and that's where peace through planning begins. It's three hours out of your life so you can have peace for the rest of your life. Let Charlie help you achieve peace through planning by calling Weisinger Law Firm. The number in San Antonio is 210-308-0800-308-0800, online at WeisingerLawFirm.com. I'd like to introduce you to Karen Bagwell of Blue Rose Christian Counseling, specializing in anxiety, depression, OCD, trauma, grief, and relationships. And Karen, what relationship doesn't have stress? Stress is completely normal, and if managed properly, instead of tearing down, it can be used to build up relationships. So, Karen, where does this building start? Call me, Karen Bagwell, at 210-264-2565. For Blue Rose Christian Counseling, bluerosechristiancounseling.com. Hello, I'm Randy Adams from LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com. But let me take the fear out of your next purchase of an automobile. Go to HassleFreeAutoBuying.com. Let me do the negotiating and make sure you get the most out of your next trade. That's HassleFreeAutoBuying.com. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, the answer. Just about six minutes left. That woman was talking about you being somewhere tomorrow. 
Can you talk about that? Is oh, that a yeah. Um, or a Comal County Master Gardeners are having uh, their... Uh, Oh, I think I think it's a twice yearly meet meeting, and I'm going to talk to them about uh, shade plants that you can grow in the shade, and it'll be at their uh, they've got a, a really nice center, Master Gardener Center up there uh, that's north of uh, New Braunfels. So that's that's what that was about. She, right. was, she was checking to make sure that I still had it on my schedule. Fish, it's right she there. Said you want to? You want to talk about the event tomorrow? Yeah. yeah. At 6 o'clock, Comal Master Gardeners has a uh, wonderful speaker. Uh, oh, we thought Kevin was Yeah, oh, what's yeah. happening? Well, you know, we were going to get David Rodriguez, but as you all know, that guy don't know nothing about nothing. We you don't know that at all now. <laughs> So, so, Dr. Bench here is going to come speak to us about plants that go grow well in the shade. What? And and is this a a yearly meeting or just a monthly monthly meeting that the Master Gardeners have? Oh, yeah. Master Gardeners, yes. Okay. So we'll be glad to see you tomorrow. Okay. Right. Where where is that facility? That is. Uh, it's at the GVTC. Uh, I think it's Smithson Road. I'm not quite sure. I'll email you the address. Yeah, I've got it. I was just going to, for the audience. I know how to drive there, but I, I don't know where it is. It's really pretty nice. They got That's where they got the got the gardens and uh, headquarters and classrooms and the whole works. No. That's AgriLife. Well, I'm the glad. The AgriLife uh, Complex. I'm glad then that, that I did ask this question because... I would have been. I would have had a good parking spot. I'll bet at the oh, other. Oh, you would have. It'd be great, except only thing you couldn't get past the gate. So you'd probably have to park at the uh, recycling. Okay. At the so yeah, place. do send me a copy. All right. Well, thank do. you. Thanks. See you there. All right. <laughs> Poor Calvin. Wow. Turnout's not what I expected. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not unusual for. Uh, there was a while where Jerry and I were. We would do that. Do that. Somebody they would. Uh, somebody would come and say, "Well, you, you know, you, you re- remember that you're supposed to speak on Thursday." And then, then mm. of course, you'd give them uh, pretend that you remembered, and then, and then you'd have to get all the information of uh, where where the you were going to speak. This will be a great crowd. These uh, the volunteer master gardeners do a lot of work. Huge program. Uh, they had a big seminar uh, that David did speak at, and uh, Greg Grant spoke at uh, oh, wow. last week on Friday. It was, yeah. a, it was a really, a really good, uh, good program. 204 attendees and another 30, I think, volunteers and exhibitors, and um, and that that was at the McKenna Center in uh, Comal County. But they got they they're a big chapter and they got a lot of. Good works going on, a lot of gardens and uh, youth programs. Hey, we got a couple questions uh, that for folks did want to hang on the line. I don't know if we have time to answer them. One was about grubs, and a woman wanted suggestion on how to uh, how to get rid of the grubs that were causing her problems. Grubs? Yeah, they're not causing her problems now. All right, so just leave them alone. Yeah, they're visible now. Leave the grubs alone. All right. And Evelyn called in. I'm not sure we can answer this without getting more details. Evelyn called back and wanted to know how much fertilizer to put in her garden. 
Well, well we don't know what five, she's fertilizing. Five pounds per hundred square feet for ten by ten area of nineteen five nine. Slow release fertilizer. Okay. Does it matter what she's fertilizing? No. Okay. You want to repeat that? Five thing? pounds per hundred square feet. That's a lot of fertilizer. That's ten cups. Yeah. It's about twice as much I've been recommending. So. Mm. But what does Neil I, say? I do copious amounts of slow release fertilizer. <laughs> and Neil, but, uh, what would Neil say? Local. <laughs> Neil, Neil would recommend. Uh, do you have a different suggestion, Calvin? Well, no. Uh, I generally say uh, five cups per hundred uh, square feet, um, which which works pretty well, but. Uh, you know, in terms of the new varieties, tomatoes and uh, and the broccolis and everything we're growing now, they're they're built for maximum fertilization and maximum water, and uh, and with the slow release lawn fertilizer, that uh, ten cups certainly wouldn't hurt anything because it's uh, spread out over a, a period of time and they'll be able to utilize it. All right. We're going to say goodbye for today. Thanks to Carlo back at the station getting all the calls on the air. And, of course, thanks to you for listening. For more information on David's presentation here next Saturday from 10 to 1230, which I'm sure he'll do a wonderful job. He doesn't know anything. <laughs> Go to MillburgerNursery.com. Man, she's on. David made her mad. That's MillburgerNursery.com. See you next Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.